This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 114. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. If you have not listened before, I would just like to welcome you, and I'm glad to have you. If you are a frequent listener, welcome back. I'm excited that you're with me. So today on the podcast, I wanted to have a little serious discussion about the situation that our profession finds itself in. It seems like over the last 10 years or so, we've just kind of been in the spiral of negativity, mental health issues, and there's just a lot of things going on right now that are concerning in our profession. And every time I hear about our profession and what we're going through and that we have a high suicide rate and that our people are unhappy, and wanting to leave the profession and wanting to just drop what they're doing and change jobs. Every time I hear that, I get really sad and concerned because the reason that I started doing what I'm doing is to try to change this narrative and to try to give people tools to cope with the profession that we're in so we can save this profession. And every time I hear the negativity and the problems that we're having and the focus on how bad our profession is, either on social media or online, I just, I get concerned that we're focusing on the wrong things. We're focusing on the negative. And I really think that there has to be some solution thinking. We need to focus more on what are we going to do about this? Why is it happening, number one? And what can we do to change it? And so I thought today I would just talk a little bit about how I feel about it and maybe because I'm in a different generation than some of the people that are just starting out in veterinary medicine, maybe I see it in a different way. But I just want to share a little bit about how I feel and the things that I'm trying to do to change what's going on in our profession and what I think might be some ways to solve it if we all collectively work together in saving the profession and what's amazing about it. Because I grew up thinking this was the most amazing profession and I wanted so badly to be a veterinarian. I would have done anything. I would have possibly even robbed a bank. (laughs) Although I'm not going to say that I would have done that, but it was that important to me. I just, it was my main focus from the time I was a small child. And I, I, my first memory of wanting to be a vet was in sixth grade with one of my teachers talking to her about the fact that I always read veterinary books and animal books. But I just, I'm just concerned that we're losing the beauty of this profession. And I just want people to feel as passionately, passionately about it as I do. And so I thought I would just talk a little bit about that on the podcast today and maybe do a little brainstorming of my own. And then 
ask you if you're listening and you you are associated with a veterinary profession at all, ask you to share with me your thoughts about what I'm talking about and and actually what can you share with me that can be considered a solution? What is the work that this profession needs to do? Because I think if we can outline the work that we all need to do, that we can change. And I think we really have to change because of the things that are happening to our people. We're losing people in this profession, and it shouldn't be that way. We shouldn't have to. It's too amazing of a profession to lose people. So that's what I want to talk about today. So last weekend, I wrote a blog, as I do every week, and it was kind of, this was on my heart. And so I'm going to use this blog as kind of a springboard to talk about this subject and then go from there. So basically what I talked about is how blessed we are in this profession because we have the trust and loyalty of our clients and the people around us. And the reason I got started thinking about this is I started watching All Creatures Great and Small on PBS. And if you've never watched that series, this is a remake, the one that's out right now, of a remake of the first series that was on, um, I don't know when, maybe 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. So the PBS series is taken from a series of novels that were written by a man named J- James Alfred White, who used the pen name of James Harriet. And he was um, born in Sutherland, England. And he ended up going to vet- veterinary school and becoming a veterinarian back in the 40s. So the career that James Harriet writes about is very much a different career than we're familiar with in these times. However, many of the many of the themes of his veterinary career are very similar to what we go through today because the themes of the books that he wrote when he wrote All Creatures Great and Small in the series were all about the situations and the experiences that he had dealing with the clients, dealing with the owners of the farm animals that he dealt with. And most of his stories revolved around not only the medical cases that he took care of, but a lot of it revolved around the people and how some of them were nasty and some of them were kind and some of them were generous. And the stories are just very inspiring from the standpoint of the clients. And I think when I read what we talk about on social media now about veterinary medicine, most of our complaints, most of the problems that we're having, most of the stressors that we have come from the situations and the experiences that we have with clients. And if clients are mean to us or if things don't go right and the client is angry because we made a mistake and they're threatening to sue, many of these themes are the exact same themes that James Harriet wrote about from the 40s and 50s and things like that. And the medicine was so, so different but the actual experiences were very much the same. So I grew up reading these books. I read them from the time I was very young, and I've read them again since. And the stories are just very inspiring and also make us feel amazing 
about the fact that we're veterinarians because when James Harriet was working as a veterinarian, he definitely had the love of many of the clients and they showed it in a lot of ways. They showed it by, so I see the parallels between that veterinarian and the veterinarians of today. And I think that this is a really good place to start when we have this discussion about what's going on with our profession now. And as I did some research about the actual James Harriet, which was actually James White, I realized and I read that he also struggled with depression. He struggled in his life as a veterinarian. And he had troubles in his life just like the rest of us. So although his career was very rewarding, he also had his troubles and struggles like all humans do. But despite all those things, in his writing, you can see that he considered himself very blessed and he considered his life to be very rich because of the variety, because of the freedom of the profession that he was a member of, and because of the respect that he gained from his colleagues and the camaraderie that he felt with the other veterinarians in his community. And I have felt all those things along the way. I have felt the stress of our profession. I have felt the camaraderie of other veterinarians in similar situations as mine. In fact, just Yesterday, I had a big meeting with my Power of 10 group, and it's a group of veterinarians that I helped to mentor, and it was just so much fun to get to talk to these people, and they're all in different situations. They work for different veterinary hospitals, and they all have their own struggles and their own fun stories to tell about their career. And so focusing on the James Harriet books really helped me to think about what is it over the years that carries us through and why did we want to become veterinarians in the first place? It's such a beautiful profession. There's so many amazing things that we get to do and so many amazing people that we get to meet. When I think of all the veterinarians that I know from my management group, which is filled with a lot of older practitioners and people that have owned practices for years, and then all the new practice owners that have come into my management group, and then this Power of 10 group that I get to mentor of young veterinarians that have been out of school anywhere from, you know, two to five years, two to six years, and then the veterinary students that I work with when I do my mentoring at the veterinary school. When I think of this variety of amazing people in the communities online and the veterinarians that are out there doing work to try to make this profession better for us, I just can't help but think that this is the best job in the world. And so I really wanna encourage you to try to start to think of our profession in this way. And that's why I titled this blog that I wrote, Blessed with Trust and Loyalty. So there's another little story that I wanna share with you just as an example of how amazing this profession can be. Last week, I met a beautiful female Border Collie mix that had been adopted by one of our most loyal and trusting clients. We have this long-standing relationship with this couple that had gotten this dog, and they're the kind of clients that 
will do anything for us. They're just super loyal. They volunteer each year at our Christmas charity event that we have at my hospital. They never complain. They do everything right for their dogs. They're super friendly. We've just had this long relationship over the years, and I've dealt with them with multiple dogs. And so this particular new dog that they had gotten was obtained because they had lost one of their sweet pets the last couple of weeks to cancer. She was middle-aged. She wasn't a super old dog, but she had gotten this terrible cancer, and we had diagnosed it. We had gotten her to the specialist, and it just didn't go her way. And so I had to be with them during the euthanasia of this dog, and it was terrible and devastating to them. But then when they lost her, their remaining dog was very distraught. And they didn't think that they wanted to get a second dog again right away. But because the remaining one was so distraught, they decided to get this new one that I just saw. So because we're doing curbside medicine, I didn't get to actually see these people face to face. And they truly are one of my favorite clients. But I saw this little new baby that they got. And she's a, you know, like a seven-month-old. So she's, she's a puppy, but not really a puppy. But when I walked into the room and I saw that they had adopted this new dog, I told this, pu- this new dog, I said, you have won the pet adoption lottery. You are the most privileged, and I hate to use that word because of the way it's used now, but you're the most privileged puppy because you are going to live a great life. These are the greatest owners, and your life is going to be rich with love and care and everything that any dog could want. So I just knew that this dog had gotten the best home, and that's just such a great feeling. And when I got on the phone with these people after I examined this new dog, They were just, you could tell just by talking to them them over the phone that they were just beaming and they were so happy. So I went from seeing these people a couple weeks ago in their very worst moment, and I had been through those moments with them before because I had euthanized other dogs for them. And then, you know, bounce a couple weeks later, and now we're in the greatest. We're all happy. We're excited. We've got this new life that's coming into our lives. And just to think about that as a veterinarian, think about the relationship that I have with these people for so many years and the fact that they feel like friends to me is just really cool because I don't think many other professions get to participate in people's lives in the way that we do. I know so many things about my clients' lives, so many things about their children. I've lived with them through so many circumstances, and I just think it's a real privilege to have that kind of relationship with people in the good times and the bad times. We get to be with people in their worst moments and their best moments. We get to laugh with them, and we get to cry with them. It's so rewarding. And to see how much these people trust us, how much these people are loyal to us, it's not to be taken lightly. So how can we hang on to these feelings? How can we feel trusted? How can we feel loved? How can we embrace the loyalty 
that people are showing us in the midst of a really busy day when we're feeling overwhelmed, when we're feeling put upon, when we have an angry client that's yelling at us? How do we hang on to this privilege of being a veterinarian? How do we hang on to these feelings of love and support? Because I think during this pandemic, I felt both. I felt very unappreciated, very mistrusted at times because of the fact that we're trying to do curbside over the phone and people don't want to trust their pets to us in that situation. But I've also felt very trusted and very loved. So how do we sort that out? How do we change the narrative? How do we change the way we see this profession in a way to make it better for all of us? And so as I've thought about this, I've come up with kind of a way that I think it would help us. And I would like you to reach out to me and give me your ideas because I want to keep talking about this. I want to keep working on this. And I think if we do this as a profession, we can definitely change. So what I've been thinking about is what are the problems? And let's acknowledge those. We have a problem of debt. We have a problem where many times we have to work long hours in a week. We have a problem in which we don't support each other. We kind of sometimes throw each other under the bus. And I've been fortunate in my area of the world that I have a really good support system of other veterinarians. My community of veterinarians have been very cooperative with each other. We have created safe spaces where we can talk about our issues as practices. I have, I've told you I have a group of practice owners that I meet with regularly for years, and they've always been very supportive. We've always been a very safe place. We have the university near us that tries to create that, that um, camaraderie. And we also have our state association, which has been very inclusive. And in fact, Carlene Bellier, who was on the podcast with me a couple of weeks ago, used to be the CEO of that organization. And she was very inclusive and very much a part of getting this feeling of veterinarians being loyal to each other and supportive of each other. And now we have John, who is the CEO of the Michigan Veterinary Medical Association. He's also been on the podcast with me, but he is also creating this environment where veterinarians are supportive. He was on the Power of 10 call with me last night, and we talked a lot about how great this profession is and how supportive we can be for each other. So I think the not supporting each other is one of our problems. And so I think that's something that we have to address. I think the other problems that we have are we are not great at setting boundaries. We're afraid to say no. We're people pleasers. You know, we have all these things that we need to work on. So then how do we work on them? And what can we do to do better? And those are the things that we need to continue to talk about. And as I'm thinking about it, I think we need to work on our gratitude. We need to start to try to see the cup as being half full and not half empty. We need to do the gratitude journaling. We need to talk about it more, about how grateful we are that clients trust us and that we have a job where there are so many possibilities and so many ways to do our job. 
we have to be grateful that we can talk about our student loan debt and ways to solve that problem. We have to continue to talk about that. So feeling gratitude, having things like this podcast where we can air our grievances and talk about things and learn from each other, that is something that we need to continue to promote. So podcasts, blogs like I write and other people write, life coaches for veterinarians that are out there for us to get help from. There's places where we can get help with therapy. All these things, I think, are things that we can do to try to solve the problems that we have in the profession. And when I talk about working on the profession, I also want to encourage us to work on ourselves, work on our thoughts, work on the things that we're thinking when we're feeling overwhelmed and we're feeling like this profession isn't fun anymore and we want to change and we're and we're just we're wanting to run away from the profession and that's not the answer because all professions have problems running away from our problems doesn't solve anything we need to start to do the work and many times when i'm coaching clients i talk to them about work this is not easy it's work And so in order to get better in any part of our lives, we have to do the work. We have to do the self-examination. We have to do the thought work. We have to talk. We have to reach out to each other and do the work of camaraderie. We have to take time to reach out to our fellow veterinarians and find out what's going on with them. Without the negativity, without the complaining, without saying that our job is terrible, let's start to talk about what's good about veterinary medicine. Why did we want to become veterinarians? What's great about it? Let's start to do the work on ourselves so we can be better as a profession, have better support for each other. And let's appreciate the trust that clients have in us and that we have in each other. And let's not fear the discussion. Let's open the doors to it while trying to change it from a negative discussion to a positive discussion. And I really think we can do that. I think negativity creates negativity and positivity creates positivity. And I know it's not that simple, but what I'm saying is if we work towards that, If that is one of our goals, I think we can do it. I think we can make it. So what I'd like us to do is continue creating awareness about the problems in veterinary medicine, but also changing the work and the narrative to being more positive and shutting down the haters, shutting down the people that are criticizing us. Don't read the negative reviews not looking at those. That is not what we need. We need to open ourselves up to the positive reviews and appreciate the people that do appreciate us. And then learn to do the work around ourselves and the self-development that we need to create to get to know ourselves. And also, let's learn to set boundaries. Not only boundaries for clients so they can't hurt us anymore, but boundaries around our hearts and our minds. Because if we create boundaries when we need to, that will help us 
continue the inner work that we need to continue. So my homework assignment for you this week is to think of some clients that you just really, really love. Try to sit in silence and think about those clients and the way they make you feel when they come into the hospital. Do they make you feel appreciated? Do you feel trusted? Do you feel blessed when they come in? I oftentimes do. And create that feeling in your body that those clients create for you. And when you do that, write those feelings and thoughts down. What do you think about when those people come in? How do you feel when you get to see those new pets that they just adopted, like my clients adopted this week? How do you feel when that happens? Write all those things down because those are the feelings and the thoughts that you want to create every day when it isn't going well. And the more you focus on these clients, the more you focus on the people that you are doing your work for and the reason that you became a veterinarian, the easier it's going to be to work yourself out of the negative dark places when they come. And they will come. James Harriet had struggles with depression. He had struggles, even though his writing is amazing and uplifting, and he had his struggles. But somewhere along the line, he was able to consider himself blessed. And he considered his life rich. He was happy to be a veterinarian. He was happy to be out on the farm in the middle of the freezing cold winter, pulling a calf out of a cow. He was happy to do that because of the way he looked at the situations when they were good. And so if you focus every day on one amazing client that you had during that day and you really do the thought work and sit down and go through the feelings that they evoke in you and and the things that they bring to your life, that will allow you to start to work on setting the boundaries and feeling appreciated and knowing that you're in this profession for the right reasons. So do this homework this week. Pick out that one favorite client every day or even once a week. If you want to start small, you can just do one client a week and write down the feelings that they evoke for you. And then my other homework assignment for you this week, I'm going to give you two. I know that's a lot, but bear with me. My other homework assignment is I want you to set one boundary. And remember, when we talk about boundaries, it's about you. So you're not controlling anyone else's behavior, only yours. So pick something whether it's just you're going to do something for yourself and you're setting a boundary around your time or you're going to say no to somebody that's doing something that you don't like. So set one boundary and focus on one client. And if you do that this week, then I want you to tell me how you feel. And on a future podcast, we're going to do some brainstorming about how we can make this community better. So if you can leave me some comments or send me an email about suggestions on how we can get better, I will share those on the podcast because I am determined. I am focused. I want this profession to be all that I thought it could be when I started and all that I think it still is. Okay, so before I stop this podcast, I just want to read you a quote because I like to do that, you know. And this one is from Zig Ziglar. And it says, the foundation stones for a balanced success are honesty, character, integrity, 
faith, love, and loyalty. And I think those are great foundations. So let's try to embrace this profession this week. I thank you so much for listening to me on the podcast. If you have ideas for me, please go to my email. It's jacapelldvm at gmail.com and send me an email. If you want to reach out for free coaching, you can go to my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. There is a place there that you can sign up to coach with me for free if you just want to try it out and see what it's all about. I do have some group coaching programs still going on getting unstuck and my stop overeating program. So if you're interested in that, you can go to my website as well and check that out. And just know this week that I am in your corner. I'm rooting for you. I love you if you're a veterinarian because you are amazing people. And I just want you to feel that. So thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you haven't read James Harriet's books, you need to do so. (laughs) I think that that should be required reading for anybody that is going through vet school or thinking about going through vet school. They're just really good. And I hope you feel a little bit more loved since listening to this podcast. Have a beautiful, inspiring week. Bye.